So today, this could be the most important trading podcast and a trading discussion that you will ever listen to. And I hope you'll stick around until the end because what I've prepared could really change the way you interact with your trading, you look at your trading and help you in ways to get better that you have not imagined. So let's get into today's podcast. So for my regular podcast listeners, I know I'm two days late for this week's podcast, but hear me out. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you will probably be able to see that my neighbors on Monday started building a new pool in their uh, land area and they have been hammering and digging holes and having heavy machinery so that I wasn't able to record a podcast up until now. Today is raining, so it seems like they took a break. And it is very, very early here in uh, Thailand right now. I woke up well before any worker would arrive and you may still see it in my eye bags. I'm just getting started on the coffee. So that's the reason why I'm two days late. But I hope that I will be able to make up with uh, today's podcast because I think this is, could really change the way you look at your trading. All right. So now let's get into the podcast. And today's podcast topic was inspired by a conversation that I had with a trader that I mentor. And he was asking me, hey, Rolf, why do my trades fail? Why does the price always go up when I'm short? Why do trend lines work? Why did the breakout fail? Why is your moving average better than mine? And I was thinking about it and I came to the realization that many traders, amateur traders, struggling traders, they keep asking those why questions. And I am the firm believer that why questions are probably, especially in trading, as we will see the worst questions that you can ask. Why did your trade fail? Why does the price go up? Are you able to answer that? Are you able to really find out the answer to why did your price, uh, why did the trade fail? Are you able to understand exactly 100% without a doubt, why does the price go up? And obviously you will not know because in trading, we don't have complete information. We are not uh, able to understand and see who is, who are all the market participants, who are, who is buying, who is selling, why is it the case, when are they getting in and out? So obviously if we ask why questions, the answers that we will come up with are never going to be the truth. And they are just completely made up answers and they have no actual value in the real world. Why did my trade fail? When you ask that, this question doesn't lead to an answer that you can then translate to something that will help you in your trading. Instead, go from why to how questions. How can I get better? How can I profit from a breakout? How can I protect my account? How can I take better losses? How can I grow my account without more risk? And if you want the right answer, you need to ask the right questions. So you want to have answers that will lead you to being able to take steps and actions and change your trading maybe in a way that will help you become better, right? So why questions lead to answers that don't provide actionable approaches? And even worse, why questions can't be answered in trading because we don't have the full set of information and anything can happen in the short term. You look at your last trade and so many traders do that. You look at your last trade and you ask, why did this trade fail? And then what do you do? First of all, 
many traders will go to Forex Factory or FX Street and look for news and then say, okay, maybe that's the reason why. And if you don't find a satisfying answer on Forex Factory, you may go to a different website or you go to a different forum or you go to social media, you ask other people in a chat room until you find an answer that satisfies your uh, questions and you are somehow randomly pulling up an answer that has absolutely no value in the real world, but at least you are able to put this question aside because that could be the reason why this trade failed and it's not because you did something wrong, right? Or other traders will go to uh, or will try to a different indicator, change the indicator setting, use a different tool, go to a different time frame, and then they will try to find reasons or rather invent reasons why a trade failed and they look for a different tool that would have either kept them out of the losing trade or would have allowed them to turn the loss into a winning trade by having a different stop approach, having a different trade management approach, maybe a different target, a target as well. But obviously this is then gonna lead to a lot of inconsistencies and as I will show you in a later point of this video, it's not gonna help you improve your trading over the long term. What it takes to improve your trading over the long term, I've also included in, in the podcast in just a moment, but in the short term, anything is possible in trading. And it is so, so important that you understand the concept that the outcome of a, of a single trade is completely random. Granted, if you have taken maybe 100 trades, 200 trades, 300 trades, you'll be able to calculate your win rate. And then this win rate you can use then in the future for your next 100, 200, 300 trades to accurately or kind of accurately assess how many of the next 100 trades are gonna fail, how many of them are likely to succeed. But out of the next 100 trades, you cannot single out individual trades. You will not be able to uh, single out trades that are likely to fail, that are likely to win because when you take a trade, they should all fit the, uh, the same criteria, they should all fit into the same framework. But then obviously when you take the trade, the outcome of a single trade is completely out of your hand. So this is something that is really important to understand that if you look at a single last trade, you ask why did this trade fail? And then you try to come up with reasons that you completely invent. And the reason behind that is, in trading, we are obviously dealing with a lot of uncertainty and that's not fun. Um, having uncertainty in your, in your trading, in your life can be quite scary. So what do we do? We try to create this artificial feeling of certainty by inventing rules that have absolutely no merit in the real world that are completely made up, but they're just there to create a, a sense of uh, certainty. For example, there's a very cool study. I think it's from um, the book, um, against the gods, which is, I don't know, the title is pretty weird, but it's about risk management against the gods. Um, and I think that it was in that book where they were looking at the experiment with, uh, with people who were playing the lottery. And the people who chose the numbers they were betting on in the lottery, the people that chose the numbers themselves by manually taking them off or choosing them on their phone or on the app, whatever, 
they felt more secure and more certain that they would have um, a winning ticket than the people who uh, chose to go by the random number gener generator and they would let the machine pick the numbers. However, obviously there's no difference in whether you pick the numbers or let the machine pick the numbers. The outcome of the lottery is absolutely random over the short term and anything could happen. And another example, if we are on that, which I found very fascinating, people obviously feel often less safe in an airplane compared to driving in a car, which is obviously when you look at the stats and the numbers, pretty ridiculous because planes are among the safest things that you can find. However, one of the reasons why people feel safer in a car is because they are behind the wheel and they have this uh, sense of control. Whereas in a plane, obviously you give away all your control to the pilot and uh, to the airline and you hope everything is fine and that they screw in the screws correctly. But obviously, that doesn't make any sense when we look at the raw data. And in trading, it's the same as well. We are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and we have to accept that and you can't change it. The only thing you can try to do is create a more robust trading approach that will then help you be a little bit more consistent in your approach and that can create uh, the level of certainty that you need in your trading. All right, so we've taken a look at the why questions and now let's shift to what you should be doing or what you can do to have a much better experience in your trading. And we look at how questions. How questions force you to look much deeper into your trading, into your trading performance. How questions in, uh, in the end lead you to finding actionable uh, steps or approaches that you then can really apply in your trading. And that makes sense. So for example, how can I improve my performance? That's a question that probably many traders ask themselves. And if you approach this question, in a reasonable way and you not just say, I'm just going to take more trades and I'm going to 10x my risk. You are going to start looking into your past trades, hopefully, and you're going to start analyzing your last trades. You're going to look into, okay, what could I have done differently? How can I maybe adjust my stop loss a little bit? And how can I adjust my target a little bit? How can I improve my trade management? What would have worked? What would have been maybe a better position sizing approach? And especially or only if you look at a large enough data set. So instead of looking at one trade, why did the price fail? Look at how could I have improved my performance over the last 100 trades or even 50 trades or even 30 trades. Everything is better than just looking at one trade. Look at your last 30 trades. Look at what the winners have in common. Look at what the losers have in common. Look at how could you have turned the winners into a little bit larger winners. How could you have maybe um, avoided some of the losses by adjusting a stop loss approach? And then you will find answers that will really or are based and grounded in reality. They are based on your actual trading performance, your trading data, and those you can then implement in your trading. Or another question, how can I take better losses? And then you go back to your last 20, 30 trades and you ask, what do my losses have in common? And maybe you will realize something that you're doing wrong with your losses. Maybe your stop loss is too tight for the current market situation, for the level of volatility. Or you realize that sometimes you are not ready to take your loss and then you let a single loss get out of hand. You let it run past your stop loss and you realize that. Or you have a realization that hmm, actually there's no difference between my losing and my winning trades. I have respected all the rules, whether it's my winning trades, whether it's my losing trades, they all have the same rules. They all look reasonably close. So there's no reason um, for why they have failed 
based on trade quality. I haven't broken my rules. And then you realize, hmm, maybe I can't know in advance um, if a trade will fail or not. And you realize that you cannot avoid losing trades. No matter how hard you try, no matter how amazing you are as a trader, no matter how much you know as a trader, there will always be trades that fail. Even the best setups will fail. And then you come to realize and understand on a very deep level that you can't avoid losing trades. And how can I take better losses? You can take better losses by just being okay with taking losses as long as you have completely uh, traded by the rules. So you can see, and we can take this uh, go on forever and forever uh, when we ask those how questions. And you need to be really honest with yourself and you need to look much deeper than just the surface level when you ask those uh, how questions. How can I grow my account in a different way? Obviously, you can take more trades, then see what how do you need to get more trades? You go to a lower time frame, for example. Do you really feel comfortable going to a higher time frame? Yes or no? You could uh, maybe um, look for more instruments. You could expand into new markets. You could also um, look for maybe in increasing your risk slightly and see, okay, instead of taking 1% on my last trades, what would have happened if I had increased my risk to 1.5 or 2%? What would have happened to the worst drawdown? What would have happened to my account growth in general? And is this worth pursuing? And how questions provide real answers and not all the answers will actually be implemented in your trading. Sometimes you will find an answer that you don't like and then you don't need to pursue it. But you have taken out this doubt from your mind. How can I grow my account? What would have happened if I risked 2% of 1% instead of 1%? And then you see, hmm, my average drawdown or my max drawdown would have increased to a level that I can't handle emotionally. Even though on paper, theoretically, I would have, had, uh, would have made more money, I probably wouldn't be able to go through the drawdown that this increased risk um, is gonna lead to. And then you have answered the question and then this is not floating around in the back of your mind anymore. I have many traders, when I, when, when I mentor them, they come to me, hey, uh, what should I do? What happens when I do this and that? And those doubts, those unanswered questions, they are always looming in the back of your mind and they're always there. And this uncertainty is, is taking away also a little bit from your confidence and from your conviction to take trades. And once you are able to answer that, you will, you will be able to assess, okay, is this something I wanna pursue, yes or no? And if the answer is yes, great, you do it. If the answer is no, all right, fair enough, at least you have tried it out, you have explored it, and you can safely um, put it aside and not worry about it anymore. So I can't stress this enough, why questions versus how questions. Why questions, we can't answer them in trading because we don't have the full set of understanding. Why does a trend line work? Why does a 50 period moving average work? How do you know? You will not be able to know the real reason behind that. Everything that you can come up with is completely made up. How questions, on the other hand, are based usually on your data set, on your past trades, and they can be measured, they can be analyzed, and you will be able to really find one concrete answer for the most part. So shift from why to how, and the way you look at your trading, interact with your trading, is also gonna change dramatically, I hope.